seems to be recording. Okay, introductions. Welcome, listener. This is the Days Off podcast. We can go with that name. Yeah, I think so. Maybe we'll figure out a better title. Um, but yeah, you're listening to our first episode. Um, Kara, why don't you uh, well introduce yourself? Well, I'm Kara. Yeah, that's that bit covered. Um, so Phil and I normally work together doing lots of video stuff but we also like a lot of the same things a lot of the same shows a lot of the same movies games and stuff like that so this is like an opportunity to shoot the breeze and chat about some of the things that we like try some things that maybe each other's interested in but like you've not seen before or not heard about before and just yeah broaden horizons a little bit yeah essentially it's going to be split into three topics i think or three sections so the first one we're just going to talk a little bit about what we've seen recently or played, or yeah. read, or listened to. Pretty broad. <laughs> what we've been entertained by, essentially. Then we're going to each... Uh, we've each kind of set ourselves a little bit of homework. Yeah, we've got a whole Two Worlds Collide thing two going Two Worlds on. Collide, that's right. So yeah. I sample something that Care suggested to me, and vice versa. And we'll have a chat about that. And then the final section is just a kind of uh, free-for-all, isn't it? It's uh, It can be any topic that you're interested in or something that's relevant. Yeah, it could be a little moment. bit of philosophy, could be a theoretical question, could be a hypothetical question, I should say. Um, <laughs> it could be something really random, which is probably more likely, I would suspect. But yeah, let us kind of, you'll, you'll get a better sense of what we're like personality-wise, I guess, from that. So that'll be interesting. But... Yeah. Yeah, so will we, will we just dive in and... Yeah, let's dive in. Section one. Do entertainment stuff. Stuff we've been entertained by. All, all the kind of verby things that we've either played or watched or... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I suppose, is it relevant to say when this is as well? I know I'm not into it, but I mean, some of these things yeah, will be probably like actually. current so, shows. Yeah, so we're recording this on the... 13th? 13th, yeah, that's right. 13th of November. Yeah. 2018. Um, so this will probably be like whatever preceded this. This is like our version of Gogglebox, right? A little <laughs> bit, yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, what have you, you watched or, or been entertained by in the past week or so? Well, I think the big thing... Especially for both of us, and it seems like most of the world, is Red Dead 2. I thought that might come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, well, it's kind of like hard to avoid, but yeah, that's like the main thing I guess I've been consumed by. Um, I was sick a couple of days last week and I just powered through it. I don't want to say, no, I didn't like power through it. I kind of, I still took my time. I got distracted by things, but I spent a lot of time in the world. Yeah. Of Red Dead. And You're meant to like inhabit it, aren't you? Like yeah. You, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty much I'm pretty much done with it now. There's still a couple of things I could still do, but I finished the story. Um don't worry, we won't really be discussing any spoilers. Cause Kara, you're not that far. See, yeah, I'm I'm the total opposite. So I have got it and I've played a tiny little bit, but I just that's the thing more generally with games now, I think. I, actually making windows of time to get to play a big chunk of it, I find difficult. Um, so I've only done like a tiny, tiny amount of it. Um, so probably I'm not as caught up in it as you were. Like, I think you you were very much for a few days, like, this was the life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was, I was pretty ill, so I thought I'll just take, I'll just migrate down to the couch and 
yeah, just uh, just get totally involved in Red Dead. And I get, I've, I'm, I'm, I've got somewhat of a like an illness, I think, when it comes to certain <laughs> games because I just compulsively consume them. If it mm. if it grabs me, I'm pretty much screwed until I'm done with it. Well, yeah. I mean, when you got Spider Man. Which I've pinched from you. I rattled through that. Yeah, you, quick. yeah, that was like a couple of days. I think. Yeah, which I don't think is necessarily the best way to consume media, you know. But it's kind of like I guess it's it's more like that, isn't it? You got the whole binge. Everything's kind of bingey. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I binge video games. I kind of like it with games though, because the problem is see with the gaps in between. So I, I started. I went back to Red Dead last night, having not played it for a few days, and had forgotten what I'd done previously. And it it's that kind of it's not so easy to enter into again. Yeah. Same with like a show. I find if you're watching, so I was watching Daredevil quite recently. Yeah. Like third season of that, um, and it's good. But I had a gap of about a week, and couldn't remember. You know why was this person traveling away out of New York and different kind of things. So it's like you sometimes it's easier to keep the momentum. And just keep going with a show or a game or whatever it might be. Definitely, definitely. I think games especially, it's happened to me a few times where you are into a game, maybe another game comes out and you dive over to that, that kind of like engrosses you. And then by the time you get back to the old game, you're like, I don't know where I was in the story. I've kind of forgotten how to play it. Yeah. It's it's tricky to get back into it. I suppose it's like when you go back to a series, you know, when there's been a hiatus between seasons. I always have to like watch a recap or something like yeah, that, you know, yeah. to figure out Especially what's more, been happening. The more intricate a lot of these shows get as well. Yeah. Like I remember, I mean, I've given up on watching The Walking Dead now, but I remember needing to see recaps for that. Or same with Game of Thrones last season, kind of needing to remember who's that character again, or what yeah. did they do last time, or because it's such a huge gap in between. A big one for me, I think, was Westworld. Oh, I gave up on Westworld. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was good, but the second season was just like, I don't know, a little bit too... I don't want to say weird or kind of like trying to be clever, I guess. I think I got about four or five episodes in the second season and then just kind of... You know that way when a show feels like too much effort? And not, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of visual stuff that's interesting. And there's interesting things in the stories. Naked but, ladies. Yeah, of course that's why I was watching it, yeah. Um... No, it's just like, you know what I mean? That kind of sense of like, I need to work to like this and I'd rather not have to. I'd rather just be hooked and want to enjoy it, you know? Um, so I think when you see people watching, it was a bodyguard, whatever, the BBC thing. Oh yeah, I never saw any of that, but I heard about it, yeah. I, I, I saw a little bit of it and ended up watching a big chunk of it with Holly. Um, but people seem genuinely caught up in that. And I like when a show gets you that way and you feel like you need to, oh, I need to know what happens next. It should be like slightly effortless. Mm. Um, but Westworld was like, I feel like I needed to do research and properly it, commit to it if I wanted to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, again, it's been a while since I saw that, but... Uh... But yeah, we're going. We're going to back, back to Red here. Dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back to back to Red Dead. Um, this will be a tangents will be a common theme. I think we probably need to make clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, back to Red Dead. Yeah, I really, really like it. I thought, I thought the writing was really strong. I think a lot of people have been complaining about the writing or the story, but I felt like the characters seem really real. There's a lot of times in the dialogue where I was just like, oh, that's really clever mm-hmm. writing, or it's just really funny or and and when it comes to the gameplay it's the world is crazy like the amount of stuff you can do 
I just spent ages hunting, you know, because I wanted to get the new bags. I'm the kind of gamer, right, that like, as soon as I figure out, like, there's an upgrade that's going to make my guy better, uh, I kind of totally stop the story until... That you committed until yeah, that's done. Until yeah, I, until I get that done. So there was huge periods of time where I would go away from the story and, like, hunt all the legendary animals or fish a bunch of times or just do some regular hunting or gambling or treasure hunting yeah. it's amazing the amount of stuff there is to do and I think there is still a few things that I want to go back in and check off but, uh, but that's what I used to like about like Grand Theft Auto and stuff that you could kind of do that same thing where hmm. you could decide to go and do challenges or you could just kind of kick about in the world and do you know just do stunts or yeah. you know drive about and just kind of enjoy that it wasn't like a, I need to complete the next mission I need to be involved in the story how do you think it compares to Grand Theft Auto? See, I like it, but I do find there's certain things that irritate me with Red Dead. Like, I think I'd said before, having to maintain your guns and, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff that I understand why it's there, but it's slightly tedious. Um, and for me, kind of detracts from the gameplay like a little bit. Uh, and I know some people were saying about being slowed down in the camp and stuff. We'd said that before. Um, and, you know, Rockstar trying to make you take stock and enjoy the game that they've made, which is very, I mean, it's a, an impressive world that they've made. But sometimes you just want to get on with it. Yeah, the gun, the gun maintenance mechanics is one of the things that I do think is, yeah, that one's a little bit annoying. But the other stuff, I was speaking to a mate about this. I think I like Red Dead better than GTA just because of the world that it's set in. You know, GTA is the modern world. Yeah. I live in that every day. <laughs> so I like... Uh, you mean yeah, you're not a cowboy? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not a cowboy at the turn of the, century, of the 19th century. But yeah, yeah I... I um, yeah, I kind of liked Red Dead a little bit more for that. And the characters are a little bit more... I don't know. You get... GTA is full of cynical, world-weary mm-hmm. kind of characters, you know. Whereas I think Red Dead has a slight touch of that. There's a little bit more naivety to them um, because of the time period. But Arthur's also more malleable in a sense, isn't he? Like you can decide if you're going to be good or bad. Yeah. Which you don't really get in GTA. You just, you kind of have to just play through it and you pretty much are a bad guy. Yeah, they don't really have that honour system in GTA. Uh, Maybe they'll bring it for the the next one i don't know but i like that you can in, in red dead you can kind of choose your approach that suits me more to be like oh we can maybe be discursive and i can like work through like just by chat with these people as opposed to like i need to shoot every single person that's in this scene you know yeah um yeah. that's definitely more interesting but yeah no it's a good game I, I i do probably prefer gta a little bit more though fair enough but you know it's your choice so that was your that was your thing yeah yeah. Um, yeah. What have you been? What have you been I've, watching? I've been. Yeah, I've been watching a few things. Actually, one thing I was going to mention that is just completely random. But in the car on the way over, I was listening to like Muse have got a new album. Oh really? I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Which was my response. I didn't know they had a new album. So <laughs> I thought, oh, all right, great. I'll I'll get that on Apple Music and I'll listen to it and see what it's like. I now kind of understand why I didn't know they had a new album. Oh. It's, it's it's I think it's called. Uh, is it like? I need to double check now. It's something like syndication theory or some weird kind of synthetic theory or something like that. 
Um, and it just sounds very kind of like a pastiche of themselves. It's really weird. Really? It's, yeah, and you know how sometimes you listen to a song and you can kind of feel the energy that you think the band's got and like it feels genuine whereas you're listening to this and it's almost like a paint by numbers muse album where they sound like them but it doesn't like feel like them if that makes sense there's not that kind of like oh this is like really you know full of energy and it's like it's kind of something that's maybe innovative or different or whatever it's just kind of like this is what a muse tribute act would do if they were asked to make songs like muse Right. Like, so it's really weird and disappointing but um, so that was yeah that was a slightly disappointing thing uh, in terms of actually watching stuff though I was saying uh, there's been a few things but that Louis Theroux show I think is worth mentioning Altered State oh yeah yeah I need to watch that um, you need to watch on. it yeah like, how many episodes has there been I, so far so I thought it was on again on Sunday night there it wasn't I think because of the Armistice Day stuff I think there was a lot of different things on so it wasn't on um, out of respect they're like not going to show weird shit <laughs> that was what the BBC said yeah, yeah that yeah. was their remit um, so the first episode was that like polyamorous kind of mm-hmm. relationships which I can't wrap my head around I can't really grasp it because what becomes apparent in the episode like, I don't want to ruin it for you but what becomes apparent is that it always kind of seems like someone loses out mm. um, the millennials are better at it so there's younger couples in it who okay. they still maybe have issues at times, but I think almost because they've done it from day dot, it's like they they kind of know, okay, this is how it works. And while my partner might be away with someone else, I've actually got someone else too. Right, okay. So, okay. And you can kind of see that part of it is there's almost a sense of like placing, if you're just, if you're in a kind of, um, just in a relationship with one person that there's a lot of pressure on that person to be your everything to like give you all the love that you need to give you all the affection that you need so part of the idea is that by by having multiple partners you know you're almost not putting too much of a, a pressure on one person um, while also getting different pleasure and stuff from it so it's interesting it's when it's the older couples it's kind of weirder I think so there's families involved and the kids were quite accepting of it and you know if they can make it work I think it would be fine I think if the older families had had the mindset of the millennials and seemed to have like a parity in terms of like how they enjoyed those relationships it would be okay but it always seemed like someone was missing out or someone wasn't quite so happy with it so there was like one husband who was saying that he was polyamorous but he wasn't I think his wife had been dating other guys for like 10 years while this guy was saying, if someone was to come along, you know, the right person, I'm just waiting for the right person. But he's clearly just in love with his wife and is just accepting that his wife kind of oh, wants to no. date other... It's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's fascinating, but it's so awkward. But yeah, this guy just seems to accept that sort of his fate. So... He's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the thing is that the, towards the end of the episode, that's with this couple, that gets brought up. Um, where <laughs> are you? The, a, what does Louis in his in his like Louis, soft, nice way? Go, yeah, are you a cut? Yeah, Louis basically because I think Louis gets the sense, same as I'm saying here, that this guy is not into this. Yeah, I think the guy tries to convince himself that he is. So sure. he says that if his wife and this other guy who I can't remember the name of were to invite him to join in, then he would. Um, or equally, if they wanted him to watch, then he would. Um, 
but the wife was completely like, nope, that is not happening. No way in hell. That would never be asked. Like that is, that's not what it's about for, for her. Um, did you ever see the other guy? You see the other guy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and his, it's the same. He's got the same setup. So his wife is, you know, supposedly kind of polyamorous. I think when she was younger, she was, I think part of the issue seems to be now that, um, yeah, that guy's wife, she, uh, she was kind of less interested in a physical relationship. So I think she's almost making a bit of a sacrifice of letting him go and have the physical relationship that he wants because she doesn't want it and she right. doesn't want to limit him. Okay. Um, and she seems to get on with the female like partner. They all seem to get on quite well and they've, like, they'll like have trips together and stuff like that. Um, but it's just difficult to wrap your head around. I think the, the, the main thing for me was it, it seemed to be there was a lot of older couples at least where someone basically just wanted to be with one person as opposed to I'm in this love triangle or, you know, sure. whatever it would be. Um, Did you get any, was there any like pimp guys that had like four wives or whatever? You know, <laughs> well, had yeah. like a harem. You, you would have like, I mean, the, the this woman that I was talking about, the, where the, the husband wasn't so into it. So she was married to him, but she just got engaged to the other guy, which I, I can't quite fathom how that works. Um, so she's engaged to him. Are they as all well. in America? They were all in America. Yeah, right. yeah. It's worth watching. It's really interesting. No, no, no. no. I'm, t- I'm totally um, want to. Um, yeah, I think I may, I may download it for my trip. But I mean, is that legal in America? I don't know. I know. I think I know you can have affairs. That's fine. But to have like multiple civil unions, you know, to make this it official. Is, this is the thing, though. I wonder if it's symbolic as opposed to like. A legal uh, right, thing. Okay. It's it not might really just... recognised by the law. Yeah, but then what some of the couples were saying was that like, I recognise each relationship equally. So just because I've been married to this man for 10 years, 15 years, whatever, it doesn't mean the relationship that's been one year with this other guy is any less significant or is, you know, so they, they would try and balance it out. Um, in theory, I can, I can understand the idea of not putting too much pressure on one person. Um, I think the millennials kind of find a way to make it work, but also as someone who's just got married, uh, <laughs> kind of oh, like yeah, right, yeah. that seems a little. It just seems a little bit crazy. Um, it doesn't seem like uh, at all attractive the proposition to you. No, I mean I watched it with Holly, and the two of us were just kind of saying the same thing that we couldn't quite grasp it. I, with most couples, I got the sense that someone simply wanted more and the couple didn't always want to break up. Right. So the way they kind of reconciled with that was that actually if they open their marriage up, then they, they can still be with each other. Yeah, they can still be with each other and they can still enjoy each other, but equally they can go and do what they like. <sighs> yeah, I mean... <sighs> Which isn't to undermine that. If people are happy with that, that's absolutely fine. Listen, if it's between consenting adults, I've mm. no issue. I've no, I've no need to like place any kind of like moral standards on anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's from my point of view, I'd find it very difficult to, I don't know, be in love with someone and be totally fine with them getting banged by someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I know, I know. I'm kind of like I, and maybe that's like. <sighs> I don't want it. It's it's not really petty or jealous, but I think that's like built into you. I don't know. Like you would. But then, like you're saying, there's obviously, yeah. Because I'm, just, I, I, I don't think I'm a jealous person necessarily. Yeah. Although there's probably been moments, you know, 
through like relationship oh, Holly, whatever sure. you, there's yeah, something yeah, yeah. where you're like oh that did irritate me and i didn't expect it to or whatever yeah but yeah i kind of i don't I, I suppose there are guys that are like into that that want to see like their their wife or their partner with someone else or yeah. that that's it but I, I can't quite fathom that out um turks yeah, yeah. i mean yeah but it's it's interesting. It's definitely worth watching. It's it's an interesting insight. and you get to see you know Louis participating in some stuff, which is questionable. But <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So yeah, so that's that's probably the the stuff I've watched. So. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I also watched a good bit of that. Um, I I keep not getting the name right of this. It's the Peter Jackson. Oh, they, they shall not grow. They shall not grow. Thank yes. you. The World War One documentary Uh uh-huh i was thinking like they are not here anymore or something like that but yeah they shall not grow it was pretty good because i I watched like and for the listeners who don't know like a lot of the times when i'm watching a film i'll quite happily people don't get this about me i'll quite happily stop 20 30 minute one hour in and pick it up later do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah no no no. (laughs) you're weird always yeah yeah people always say that to me it's like how can you do that but i don't get it like what else do you there's loads of media that you don't consume in one sitting. I mean, you don't, if, if you don't read a book yeah, like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, episodic programs. Mm-hmm. You know, you are listening to one overarching story, but you'll stop at the end of an episode. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? <clears throat> anyway. So you just see it as potentially episodic, like it can. Yeah, be. kind of like I can just like oh, I can pick this up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know. See um, if if Holly puts on a film. There's a lot of times when Holly will put a film on, and it'll be some film that I have no real interest in yeah she will lose interest while it's on but because we've started it, mm. I need to watch to the end so I'm like oh find out are they gonna get together like what's gonna and I don't really care but because I've seen the first half hour yeah I feel committed enough that I have to find out okay so I'm like the total opposite of you <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah the first time I sat down to watch this I was I was tired anyway I was kind of falling asleep and I didn't see it past the point where you're going to watch this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, am I going to spoil anything for you? But no. Really. <laughs> I think I know how the war turned out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, the, it starts off with, it's just it's just essentially footage and voiceover. Mm-hmm. There's never, or at least not up to what I've seen, there's never any talking heads. It's just disembodied voices of veterans speaking about their experience mm-hmm. and accompanying footage kind of thing. And what I'd seen up to was just the the footage as we know it kind of thing. So it was very like little square frames with big black borders yeah. and, you know, it's kind of like weird speed and black and white and no sound or yeah. anything like that. But there's a point in it where the frame slowly goes from square and zooms in to the more 16 by 9 aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And then the colour bleeds into it and then you hear the audio that they've put on top of it yeah and you're like holy shit that's like (laughs) unreal because it just it looks like footage now from 1975 or something do you know what i mean it's still not like super crisp 4k you know like a, a bbc nature documentary but it's like really impressive stuff um but it's crazy the difference that makes for like engagement like yeah. watch that isn't it like how you suddenly get a sense of not that you would watch the old fish and be like it's not people but they're somehow more oh, within they're, reach maybe they're definitely or? yeah no there definitely is because i think when you, it shows you the difference when you see black and white footage 
or sepia footage or whatever, you're not, it's, it's almost removed from reality because we're not really used to that anymore. It's like, yeah. oh, that's, I don't know, like, it's almost like you're watching uh, construction or something. Like, it's not real life, like, because yeah. we, we associate real life with, like, news footage of today. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Which is in colour, with sound, yeah, it just feels distant, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, so when you see it with colour, you're like, holy shit, like, this really happened. Not yeah. that you... Obviously, I know that World War One happened, but... You're not a conspiracy theorist. Well, it doesn't really... It doesn't... I've not, I've not heard one of those, yeah. like, uh, for World War One, But no, it, it, it doesn't really... I don't know, it doesn't really hit home, but then you start to see some explosions and stuff. You start to see some still images of, like, dead people on the ground. You're like, holy shit, you're looking at dead bodies right yeah. now. Um, so, yeah, it was really really amazing i think there's a thing though where like more generally what kind of media consumption stuff we can't grasp or at least like our generation and subsequent generations i don't think can grasp the enormity of like that kind of conflict or that kind of you know that or that kind of lifestyle um where you know you've been raised during a war and you've had rations and you've you know been potentially you could be blown up or you know whatever would happen it's something from a movie or a game and it's and I, I'm the same. I can only relate to it through you know things that I've I've watched yeah. as opposed to things that I've experienced. But it's it's it it kind of means that you just don't grasp it in that same sense. And that's where like the Peter Jackson thing's interesting because it it hopefully brings a lot of that stuff within reach where it becomes more like comprehensible. Like yeah. you can kind of be like, all right, that's what that would have been like. Yeah, I know. Trying to comprehend what it would be like that we're at war with a nation, our country's at war with a nation, and everyone is signing up. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone back then was signing up, and how they would talk about how they would do parades through London with their recruits and soldiers, and they would just, like, a load of men would just follow the parade and then get signed up at Chelsea Barracks or whatever it was. Other recruiters, they would talk about, like, women who would go to villages and, like, just point... This one sounded kind of mean to me. Like, point out, like, young boys and stuff and be like, why are you here? Like, why aren't you you in France dying? And they would give them a white feather, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, I mean, the boy would say something like, oh, I'm 17 or or, or not old enough or whatever, and they'd be like, oh, well, this town's full of 17-year-olds. That one sounded like a bit, Jesus, like... Was what is the white feather like a kind of coward? Thing? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, uh, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's like you would get shamed by women to go to war. You know, if you were already about, which is yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It's like, and then and then they go to the trenches. Now I remember Dan Carlin has a hardcore history podcast where he does these epic things, like four or five hours long, where he really deep dives into, you know, like historical warfare. You know, he's done the Genghis Khan, he's done First World War, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. And the First World War one, like, talking about trench warfare, because that was the first time it would ever been done yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, my God, it just sounded so bad. Like, And then the guys in the show talking about it, they were talking about how, how in winter the trenches would get flooded and the mud would be just awful. And that you would, like, people would just die because they'd, like, fall off a board and go into the mud, yeah. you know, because they had these, like, boards that they would put across, like, for to walk across the yeah. mud. And they would just die because they fell off that, and they just sink into the mud, and that, they were fucked. It's like, yeah, I'd really recommend it, even though I've not fully finished it yet, but 
holy shit, man. Like, but is it not also like one of the? I mean, I, I, my history knowledge is not great, but is it not one of the, like the first kind of conflicts where, like, civilians were brought like involved in it to an extent? So it's not just like so, an yeah. old school kind of battle where it's like we're fighting them, and you know, there's like rules yeah, that you follow. Very and gentlemanly. Uh-huh. I think I think it was the first time that, uh, yeah, civilian. Um, centers were considered a target yeah Yeah, because i think people reeled against it but i think it was just like well the civilians there are making weapons body blast so they are part of the war machine so it's a legitimate target to attack that basically rather than just fight each other yeah um, rather than yeah the old school we're going to a battlefield you know yeah, us it was versus organized. you yeah. exactly we're going to fight at, at 10 o'clock yeah. or whatever home for dinner exactly um, no I definitely I need to watch that I really need to watch that it looks interesting you've only got a couple days left I think I know yeah. I think I need to binge it on iPlayer um, I don't yeah. think it's very long I think it's like 90 minutes long I don't think it's that, that bad yeah no I think it's interesting I'm, I'm kind of excited to see that I think it looked I like any kind of stuff anywhere they restore archive footage and things. I think yeah. it's cool when you see old TV that's been or old movies that've been kind of restored and, and made to look like oh, they were yeah, shot yesterday. Sure. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Just they, I remember I was listening to Mark Kermode talk about it, and they, you know, they've added sound to it, which is a complete mm-hmm. fabrication because there wasn't like anything to restore yeah, there because there was no sound recorded. But apparently, I don't know if I was telling you about this. Apparently, they've done it so well. That they were looking at the what you know what regiments they were dubbing, mm-hmm. so they knew where they were from in the country, Obviously, and then they could get the right and, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's cool. Um, you know, and slightly better, and they had like lip readers and stuff looking at the footage to think yeah. about what they're saying. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. The other thing I guess just thinking about as well, seeing how that kind of like not necessarily being able to comprehend that kind of conflict now. I don't think there's necessarily like the same, you know, you're saying about them getting kind of called up and people being excited to like sign up. Oh yeah. But I don't think we've got that same kind of like passion for like queen and country and all those kind of, which isn't to say there's not like a patriotism or whatever, but I don't think there's that same sense of like duty and obligation and fighting to preserve something that you maybe had then. I guess it's difficult now because I mean we're so jaded by I mean I always think that like World War Two was probably the last war that was kind of like difficult to argue against fighting that war because mm. you had a madman like Hitler yeah. who's clearly you know evil and doing bad things and going into countries that he shouldn't be it's quite a I don't know, like an easy argument to be like, yeah, he should be stopped and we should stop him because he's mm. going to come over here eventually. Um, whereas you look at recent wars like in Iraq and Afghanistan, it's like, should we be there? Yeah, like, it's more political sort of. Aha, uh-huh, exactly. It's yeah. kind of, you know, the whole, it's like, yeah, I don't know, like nation building or getting resources. It's not as black and white as they're the bad guys, let's go get them. And the fact you got to think about as well back then, they wouldn't have known that much. Obviously, about there wouldn't war. be the information that we have exactly now or the experience. Yeah, you know? and the type of war they fought was very new. Like I think, yeah, I think we we have a wealth of like information with the internet and stuff of what war can be like. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's sane would be like, "Oh, only ever forgot to you know fuck that." 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily feel the desire to like. I need to run down and sign up and go and fight. Which isn't to say you don't have like a sense of fighting for your loved ones or you know. There's like there's sure. still that that's probably quite an innate kind of feeling. But yeah, it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be the same kind of desire to go and do it that seemed to exist then. But like you're saying, that's maybe born of like naivety as well, slightly. Uh huh. Um, and maybe too much enthusiasm. Yeah, and maybe just very narrow, like there's only one radio channel and they're blaring propaganda all the time. Yeah, you know, it's it. not like you've got Twitter with like different <laughs> points of view yeah, and yeah, conspiracy yeah. theorists on YouTube saying how, that you know, this is wrong. And yeah, they've, they'll only have like one narrative to go by. And it's like, Germany suck. They're coming to get us. Let's go fight them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's not as like insular as we are now, where it's like we've yeah. got, it's, everything's quite isolated, and you have your own point of view as opposed to like community and yeah. like yeah. In a way, I kind of like respect like the the conscientious objectors back then who just weren't mm-hmm. up for killing anyone, you know, for religious purposes or whatever, and they yeah. were you know chucked in jail or called cowards and stuff like that. And I'm sure there were some cowards and stuff in there, but it must have been quite a tough thing to go so against the grain of society. Did you see Hacksaw like, Ridge? Like yes. The one, yeah, yeah, which I know I that, that was World War Two, right? But it's like... Yeah, that was in just, the... Sorry, it just popped to me. I was like, that was kind of like... That was in the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing that was kind of like, okay, that's just on, that's on religious grounds. You know, you can't necessarily question the guy's faith, but then it was almost like his faith he wasn't being like a true Christian or whatever. It was so bizarre. Like, well, that was that he was a weird objector because he, he really, really wanted to go to the war, but he yeah. just didn't want to kill anyone. Yeah. So, so he didn't want a weapon. It was just about saving people, yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, he'd done a lot of good. I think, I think a lot he of the conscientious objectors though, were just, just didn't want to go at all. They just didn't yeah. want to take part. Um, there was like a, I'm sure there was like an old dad's army episode where like Godfrey like the oldest guy that's in their their kind of regiment of like the home guard um, they find out that he was a conscientious objector in World War One, and they all treat him differently it's weird it kind of changes like how they see him mm-hmm. um, and then they realise by the end of it that actually it's not about cowardice it was about principles and about you know like understanding sure. that someone you know, believes that strongly that this is the wrong thing and they were willing to be like almost an outcast completely because oh, yeah. of it. Um, but yeah, I think back then it was like you're saying with the feather, isn't it? It's just that sense of like, oh, well, you're not doing your duty or you're not, you're letting other people you're die weak. for you. You're your, a coward. Yeah. Kind of thing. Which is crazy. Aye. That's quite deep. How long have we been talking about that? That's been like... <laughs> that was that was 35 minutes, yeah. Well, so I, you know. I, I had more shows, but I think it would make more sense to move on. Okay, we can we can keep them for, for next time. So we're going to move on to Two Worlds Collide. I feel this, like there will be a theme tune for this. Two Worlds Collide. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be some sort of audio sting or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll need to we'll need to think about that. Okay, so in this section, basically, I've given you a little homework, mm-hmm. and you've given me something. Usually, mm-hmm. it's a some sort of piece of entertainment that we're into, but the other necessarily isn't. Yeah. So for listeners out there, what you'll probably have to know, or what you'd learn <laughs> against your will, anyway, is Care is a massive Doctor Who fan. I don't uh, like that that could be like paused after a massive and could be edited to be anything like yeah yeah well um, I, I I think I think it's, it, I think it's as shameful as it needs to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah um 
Yeah, so I, I had never watched any episodes of Doctor Who. So Kerr... Yeah, he's, he, he, he gave me one episode of Doctor Who, which was the first episode of the current season in which we see the first female Doctor. doctor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen her slightly before that in so, the Christmas yeah. special a little bit, but this is her first proper Yeah, yeah. Episode. So you always you always have like the kind of regeneration episode where the, the outgoing Doctor will turn into the new one, but that's always like the end of the episodes. You'll see them maybe say a couple of words and that's it. So that was Christmas last year that that happened right um and yeah we hadn't seen anything since and they've actually been really like quite good with their marketing for once they're not giving away too much so it's quite nice like when i've been watching it weekly i don't really have a sense of what's going to happen normally there's a ton of teasers and almost like you know the story before you've seen it kind of thing so they've Mm -hmm. been quite good with limiting how much stuff there is out there but yeah this is her first jodie whitaker's first season um because I was going to say, yeah, how much did you know about the show before you watched it? Did you know much I at think, all? I think just little that? things from what you've told me. I know that the Doctor doesn't die. They just go through cycles, which I think is, you know, genius for a TV show. Because yeah. you can constantly just get a new actor. Change them again. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's totally fine. You can totally write that into the story. And... But I mean that's that's about the and usually they've got some sort of like human sidekick or two mm-hmm. that kind of comes along. The assistant is that what they're referred to? Yeah, they kind of so they used to say like companion, and I think that's not particularly considered the best term now. So it's more like she, I think this season is talking about friends and stuff like oh the doctor's friends as opposed to like an assistant or a companion, as if they're not on equal footing. Oh, <laughs> This is a bit of an issue that, the or BBC. not an issue for me. Yeah, uh, it's not an issue for for me. It's funny seeing people react with this online. I'm gonna, be, I'm curious to see what you think about this. But um, yeah, we'll get to that. the The regeneration stuff was born by like circumstance. The whole thing of changing actors. So the first actor that played the Doctor was ill, and they needed to replace him. Um, and that was the solution they came up with. Mm. And then it became, hang on, we can just keep changing. And that's how it's perpetuated for like 55 years, I think. Yeah. So, um, clever. yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a good premise. So you didn't know that much at all then, right? No, not really. Just, uh, the, you know, you've got this weird uh, kind of doctor who's not human, but humanoid anyway. And they just have adventures and there's recurring kind of like bad guys you know we all know the Daleks even though I've never seen you know the the Cybermen you know there's kind of it's a universe it's like you know Star Trek or Star Wars where you have these species or whatever or recurring conflicts yeah Um, exactly it'll be quite it's quite cyclical the same people kind of come back again and again so yeah so I've got some I've got some questions first of all it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be Now, it's always a good benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I always think sci- British sci-fi, and I don't know. I just my expectations are down. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because sci-fi typically you think I don't know. You want big budgets, or you want the Americans to do it. British is more kind of like funny, kind of like Red Dwarf, you know, like yeah. quirky stuff. So I wasn't sure how much dramatic tension mm. they could bring to it. I'm sure they could be funny. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was also worried as well a little bit about how I don't know, like naff or cheesy it might be. You know, you've got the classic gag that people can't believe that people were scared of the Daleks. Yeah. 
back in the day whereas you know they're just dustbins on wheels yeah you run up the stairs away from them and all that kind of stuff exactly yeah. but i thought like the the villain was pretty cool he's pretty gruesome with a whole teeth thing yeah is, is he T- tim shaw tim shaw yeah that was funny as well yeah has he has this has that species been in it before they no. knew Everything, everything this season is meant to be new. That's why I was like, this is maybe a good jumping on point because they've ah, they've tried okay. to like reboot it almost again right. for, for for new people to watch it. So yeah, everything's new this season. Um, so yeah, there's Tim Shaw like of the Stenza, I think was the race, mm-hmm. and then that weird kind of cable creature thing. I don't yeah. remember what that was called. Yeah, um, me neither. But was that not that was like his dog or something wasn't it maybe yeah, he, like his yeah thing? He, it was his yeah it was collecting like information yeah. for him wasn't it yeah so maybe um, i should go through the story actually so basically um you get introduced to this young guy he's still somehow learning to ride a bike so he's his, got a dyspraxia yeah yeah oh yeah yeah of course <laughs> with his his gran mm-hmm his impossibly young gran. She's very young for his yeah, gran. Yeah, exactly. Sharon it's like, D. Clark. I, I would like to see his mum. Do you know what I mean? Like, where's the, where's the middle? <laughs> I know. Uh, his uh, granddad, you know, in quotation marks, his, his grand second husband. Yeah. Then you've got the feisty novice cop. Yeah, Yaz. Yaz. And yeah, basically uh, they come across like a weird cocoon thing. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor shows up, and it turns out that this this cocoon it's it's almost like a predator storyline. This these guys come down here for sport. Is it for sport to to hunt mm-hmm. a human? Yeah, like a target been, will be picked. Yeah, yeah, a target will be picked. Mm-hmm. They have to come down and hunt it. Mm-hmm. And I think he well, the alien talked about being crowned king or something. So so yeah, I think he was like a potential leader of his yeah. race. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it was about him having to find this target, and yeah, and it's but they to... take them back, don't they? It's uh-huh. The idea is that they they don't just kill them; they take them away. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, I think the plan was that he, he takes this guy away, okay, um, and it becomes almost like a kind of trophy. Ah, okay. I, I only watched it once as well, so <laughs> I can't remember what happened. Yeah, I I, I didn't I yeah I, I wasn't too too sure about that, but yeah, basically it's up to the doctor and the new gang to stop this guy, mm-hmm. and yeah, they end up doing it. And <laughs> That's how the story goes. Yeah, that, and then at the end, oh oh, you should also know that the doctor doesn't have the TARDIS. I know that the TARDIS See, is a thing. Yeah, her ship, and yeah, in the end, they have to they get warped to the TARDIS. But yeah. they're in the vacuum of space. It goes wrong. Yeah. And I was like, that's quite a good cliffhanger, actually, because I do, I think I might watch the second episode now. Because... It was kind of famous back in the day for cliffhangers. That's what people used to kind of worry when they brought the show back in 2005, because there would always, actually, there would always be like a pre-title sequence, which they've kind of dispensed with this series. They don't seem to be doing that. But there'd be a pre-titles, and during that, that was almost all the content that would have been like episode one when the show was serialized back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, so that would be like your little cliffhanger that would then lead into the show um, but yeah I like that they did that at the end of that that was really cool So it's, and it does work because then I was really curious like what are they going to do next week How, why are they in space like what's happening yeah. there because I was like they've got seconds to survive there yeah that's like and no they'll die uh, <laughs> really short season um, yeah Doctor Regenerates Jodie Whittaker had like, a yeah. super short run <laughs> she had a 60 minute episode um, I think it's yeah I'm, I'm kind of I think it's a good jumping on point because you didn't need to know too much. I'm, I hope 
you would probably agree with that. You didn't need to know too much watching that. You could kind of pick up the gist of it, I think. And mm-hmm. the fact that she yeah. doesn't have, like you're saying, the TARDIS or a sonic screwdriver or whatever, like she makes that, mm-hmm. which is fine, but then you understand its significance because you see her making it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter that you don't know about it before. You yeah. know that she was a guy before that or what you know all these kind of details. So I think it's quite a good starting point. What I wanted to know is that does the Doctor have the same personality they can be i think the core is the same they can be quite different so you know the the third doctor was like a bit of a dandy he was quite dapper um and kind of yeah he has he was like exiled to earth and he was much more he was kind of involved with the military and stuff like that Whereas then you've got the fourth Doctor who's this like bohemian, like traveling the universe and kind of big long scarf and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, they've got quite different personalities. A lot of that time it'll manifest in their kind of clothes and stuff. But um, or like the sixth Doctor was quite angry. Like he was supposed to have had like a really bad regeneration and he was quite abrupt and like loud and kind of garish, which is why he has this like multicolored coat. So yeah, they'll have like their own traits, but the core will like always be the same. So it'll still be like you know, I fight for, like, the week or whatever. Um, what's interesting this season, a lot of people have had a bit of a backlash because they're saying about the Doctor being, like, a social justice warrior and all these different things, saying that's not what the show is about. But really, when you look back at the history, it's always been little threads of that. There's always been elements um, of just doing the right thing, um, whether that's in, like, a historical context or it's some alien planet or whatever it is. So there's that core's always been there. Um but there's been like a lot of backlash about it being like a female doctor and PC police or whatever, you know, is, is the term that gets kind of bandied about. But I, I don't really like, I think as long as the show is enjoyable, yeah, I don't think any of those things are like an issue. Like, did it matter to you that it was like a woman that was doing it? No. I suppose you didn't know any different, but no, I mean, like, I know, you know, uh, who's done it before and stuff like that but no I, I've yeah weirdly I've not ever really cared about that like a lot of people say and I and I, and I mean from both sides like a lot of people say oh you know if that person isn't my gender and or race then I can't identify with them yeah you know which I don't get because yeah sure you know you've got men women all types of races and stuff but I think what our similarities far outweigh our differences. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like what you yeah, care exactly. about, like people still feel fear, yeah. they love people, yeah. or you know, they get sad or happy. And so yeah, I've never got the whole Oh, it needs to be a it needs to be if it's not a white male <laughs> I I don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, and you, the choice has been so limited for a <laughs> white male. Um, exactly, yeah. It's yeah, I I don't really grasp it. I don't get the I mean with this show, I don't get that people are saying, Oh, not my doctor, all this kind of stuff. As soon as I watched that episode, she's doctorish. She's like got all the kind of traits that yeah. know, David Tennant had or whoever. So I don't think it's like, I can't believe that she's the doctor. That's fine. I, I bought it right away as soon as she spoke. Mm-hmm. So then it's like a non-issue. I don't really... Certain things would annoy me. So the doctor is kind of like a cookie uh, scientist, I guess, or something like that. Cause you know, they can invent shit or whatever. Yeah. But like, I think someone was, I think there was rumours about one of the next James Bonds being female. And I yeah. kind of had a problem with that because it's like, 
this person is meant to be the greatest spy. So there's a lot of physicality that goes into that. Mm. And quite frankly, you know, women aren't as strong as men, basically. That's Ooh. basic biology. I know. <laughs> that's so controversial. But I no, just I think something like that is kind of like, uh, that feels a little bit shoehorny. But for a character like the Doctor, sure, it can be... It See, doesn't. It doesn't matter which gender they are. The Bond thing, I don't get so much like why you would change the gender because the character's written as a male. Yeah. Whereas the point with the Doctor thing was that we've already seen within the show that male characters can become female, and and that's that's part of that kind of universe. So yeah, there's nothing to say the Doctor can't be female. It's not set in stone that it has to be a male. There's like a dis- distinction there in terms of like how they're written. I think, you know, Bond, there's aspects that you could appreciate it being a female Bond, but I think there's, like you said, there's the physicality stuff that might be tricky, but also just like the, I don't know, yeah, I just don't know how that would work so well with the way that it's written, that Bond is quite a sleazy character and quite a, there's a lot of questionable stuff about who Bond He's is. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, you know? and as much as like a, a woman could do that as well, I just I don't know if it would work in the same no. way. So it's about the fundamentals of that character are quite male traits, whereas with the Doctor, it's interchangeable. So it could easily be a female or a male, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bond, he gambles, he drinks, he fights, he kills people. He's like, kind of like a broken man. He's super high level. Like, a lot of people would get, I think, were annoyed at the, the rumours of... Argus Elba playing Bond. That does. Which, I think he would be great. That would be totally fine. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think care he about would that. Be really good. I don't get that kind of thing. Like, I never. I never understand. I mean, I think we've had a conversation about this before. I never really grasp people have an issue with like race Mm-mm. or sexuality or, or whatever. I. It, part of that is because it's your own worldview, isn't it? So to me, I have no issue with that. So it's incomprehensible to think that someone would be offended by it being a black James Bond. To me, Idris Elba is just another guy. Like, he's a guy who would be really good in that role, so it doesn't yeah. matter if he's black or not. And the same with sexuality stuff. Like, it wouldn't. It doesn't matter if someone's, like, gay or bi or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't get that sense. Equally, like, going the other way, I, I did a survey recently, and it was talking about um, it was for kind of university stuff. It was talking about uh, experience of like LGBT communities mm-hmm. in the university campus, and it was talking about um, is there a need for like more representation and different things. And I kind of had the same viewers saying like almost I can't really answer this because I can't tell you if there's an issue for those communities unless yeah, I'm like really close with someone who yeah, yeah. I, I I I can't see that. Um, and one of the questions was kind of like, do you think that people who belong to to those kind of communities, do you think that they need to be less vocal about how they feel or, you know, about their, their lack of representation? And on the one hand, I totally get why it's there because it was almost kind of like, do you think they should just shut up and get on with it? Because by complaining about their lack of representation, they're actually making an issue and showing that they're different. So I, I sort of mm. I've sort of understood the logic of it, yeah. but it was just it was a little bit weird. But I do think there's an element sometimes of like you can get people who will maybe overemphasize their sexuality or their race or different things, and that's probably because they've had to fight for it. 
but then it, they're making it a, a problem sometimes as well where like it's 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 turning something into an issue that maybe doesn't need to be at least within specific groups so like i wouldn't have an issue with someone you know based on their faith or their gender or whatever so it doesn't have to be stressed to me that you're like an you know amazing christian or you're trans or what like that doesn't bother me i'm quite accepting but you know what I mean? Like yeah. that you can kind of like, I think it goes both ways where you can like almost amplify issues probably because you've had to fight for representation and fight to get to where you are kind of thing. But yeah. is there a point where like that stops? Like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is there a point where everyone's accepted everything? That's great. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I don't know. It's almost like I kind of get the idea. It's just like, well, it's not, I don't know. Like, when there's an injustice, let's talk about it. But sometimes I think that too much focus is placed on race or the importance of your gender identity or your sexuality. When, if we just kind of, like, not, like, swept under the rug, but just didn't, like, make such a big deal about it. It's just, like, just, like... I don't know. I don't make a big deal about my sexuality. Don't talk You're about always it. Always going on about your sexuality. Oh, I know. As a, as a cis, it's male, yeah, straight guy. Oh, white and the devil. You really are. But yeah, but 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 it's different. It's it's weird. You know, you get some people. I think it's weird because the mainstream would would happily accept. Idris Elba as Bond and so would I I mean that's fine and it's like it's art anyway you know Ian Fleming he's dead we can do what we want with the character kind of thing Uh, and that's fine but there's a there's a total outcry if it goes the other way so was it Tilda Swinton's character in Doctor Strange that was Asian I think in the comic books but then it's a white woman Mm -hmm. and you know that was whitewashing yeah, and there was was it Ghost you know, in the Shell or whatever the Scarlet Ghost in the Johnson Shell, yeah, 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 Scarlett Johansson as well, and she got into trouble recently. I think she was due to do a film about a transgender woman, I think, or yeah, man, yeah, yeah. and the PC Brigade totally got on her for that because they weren't hiring an actual yeah, transgender trans person. Um, but then you can argue that acting like. People are... It's just another form of acting, right? Yeah, That's what totally. I mean, they do. totally shot themselves in the foot there because that could have been a very important story about their plight yeah. that would have gotten a lot of uh, exposure because it's, you know, Scarlett Johansson, big deal. Yeah. But instead, they scared her away. She quit the project. And now what are they going to do? Wait for the... Let's, let's get the next, you know, famous, excellent trans person to play the role. Yeah. There isn't one. Do you know what I mean? You could have had... Uh, I don't know. It's But that's where, like... Why are things getting political? I didn't expect... <laughs> that's where... Damn when you, you, doctor! I know, I know. <laughs> when you think about, like, the right and all the kind of stuff that's happening, especially in the States and things, but equally here as well, it's not mm. all that comfortable. But a lot of that is a pushback against the kind of liberalist stuff. Oh, yeah, where yeah. people being offended on behalf of other people and creating... Yeah, this like society where you're almost scared to say anything, you know, it's that's where know. that all stems from. What that, yeah, what that does is that if you're too scared to have like an open, honest conversation uh, about a certain issue, if that's if it's taboo to even talk about it, what you've done there is then you're you're just leaving that subject for 
you know, other extremist people to just kind of like come in and take control of that subject. Yeah. And they tend to be horrible people, you know, like racists and stuff like that. So yeah, by not letting the kind of normal person, you know, have a chat about it or yeah. be like, mm, I'm not too sure about that. It's like without being called, you know, a Nazi or a sexist or whatever, homophobe. Then yeah, it's it's uh, it's fucked. But it's un- like it's equally uncomfortable. Like you're saying, joking about it, saying like, oh, white male and all this stuff. Like the default when I've been in uni and stuff that I've been in university, you know, there will be mention of like, oh, typical male, typical blah blah. blah. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, I would never make those comments about a woman. I would never sit and say, oh, you're just being a typical feminist, <laughs> you and your shite. Like, I I don't your blue hair. Yeah, and like your bullshit. I don't. I mean, and it's not to say that I think that. But, you know, there are some people who will be like militant feminism where mm-hmm. it's quite aggressive and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. not I'm not every man. Like, I'm not the embodiment of every single man who's ever... Like, but you have male privilege, care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like... So you have to bow forever. I can't... Yeah, I can't <laughs> help that. Like, I, don't, I know. Like, it's nothing I can do about it. I can only try and be as like s- sympathetic and understanding and supportive as I can. You know what I mean? You can't, like, you can't change that. I know. It's to put too much stock in immutable characteristics, you know, whether that be your race, your gender, your uh, sexual preferences. You know, no one really chooses any of this stuff. So to kind of make any judgment based on that yeah. of someone is, yeah, it's it's mental. But it's, growing, uh, like, growing up as well, I think for our kind of, like, sort of millennial kind of age range, um, to, to think that someone could be, like, from that kind of age group, be, like, racist or homophobic, that's not what we were taught. Like, where has that come from? Yeah, I always you have struggle to be like, with that. You have to be, like, a real outlier now, I think, to be in our age range and think like that. Like, you've had to have, like, either it's been a shitty either. upbringing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, where either your family or your peer group are kind of thinking that way, or maybe you had like a really bad experience one day and you've just tarred everyone of that race or gender or whatever with that same brush yeah um like people are people i don't exactly and see it like i mean essentially i don't really care like it's not gonna it doesn't matter uh uh-huh it's it doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever because see to be honest my world is probably you know like a dozen folk when you think when you boil it down to like day-to-day actual important people Yeah, yeah it's like and it wouldn't matter to me who any of those folk were if they weren't like, you know, if they happened to be of a different race or a different, you know, gender or faith or whatever. Like, it shouldn't make any difference. Like, I'm not going to treat them any differently to anyone else. It's so bizarre. Like, it's incomprehensible to think that people can be like that way to some, like, behave like that towards someone for no real, like, reason. I know. There's I know. no justification for it. It's just, oh, you're different to me. Which is, is messed up. Yeah, yeah. And anyone can be a dick. Do you know what I mean? It's not exclusive to the to yeah. the straight white males. Yeah. You know, you can get dick women, dick black people. I, I had a thing, I think I said this to you, it was a couple of years ago now, where I was walking the dog in the park and there was this really nice uh, Indian guy that uh, lived near us and I used to always end up kind of bumping into him with his dog and we always end up chatting. He was a really nice guy. Um, and his dog was off the lead and it had been in the water and it came out of the water and it started walking towards this guy with his two kids who was walking through the park now the dog his, his recall wasn't great so the guy was shouting and it wasn't coming back but the guy that was walking towards him with his two kids was 
on the like really aggressive right from the get-go and as much as it was about the dog it was because it was like an Indian guy that owned the dog so it became a you better get that fucking dog away from me if it like my kids are scared of dogs blah blah, blah. really like intense and the guy was apologizing it looked sorry like Archie you know shouting the dog over trying to get him back the dog didn't do anything he was just curious to see who they were and then he walked away he didn't do anything at all um and the guy's got oh yeah it's like illegal to have a dog off the leads uh, in this park and we're going that's not of course it is mate yeah yep. it's not illegal <laughs> like and then but then he was saying to the to this uh, Indian guy that my neighbour he was saying to him like oh well what would you know you're not from here and all this kind of stuff in front of like his young kids and it's like what A like that's bullshit like it, it was a load of nonsense but it was just this directed aggression the guy probably had a crap day and like something had put him in that kind of space but it was like anyone can be a dick like oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. you have just proved that like you're an absolute arsehole it doesn't matter where someone is from or any of these things like it's such a stupid point of view oh my god it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous it's got no place but um the doctor who <laughs> the doctor who yeah it's fine she's a woman now she's, fine. she's a woman i'm glad you kind of liked it i think you should watch a bit more there has been like criticism of this season that there's not there's been some good stories. Uh, there's an episode about Rosa Parks that's really good, actually. It's the third oh, okay. episode. It's really interesting. Um, there's not been, like, any standout kind of monsters and stuff, though. So I think there's a bit of a, oh, where, like, when are they going to come along? But I'm glad you kind of liked it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's that's the best review <laughs> yeah. possible. So should we go now to, before we spend ages, I don't even know how long we spent on that. We spent that was a while. while. Yeah. Um, so we, we took you, a hard right turn down racist lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, to give context, so you suggested that I watch Batman Ninja. I suggested you watch Batman Ninja, yes. Now, admittedly, I'm a little bit of a, I think the term is weeb. Weeb? Weeb? Like Weebo or something like that. Okay. Someone who quite likes Japanese culture. Okay. Now, I'm not that far down it. I don't like... You're in a kimono right now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a samurai sword. No, I mean, like, I'm not... But I do... There's there's certain things about their culture, like their anime and their manga, that are quite unique to them. And I think it's, it's interesting. Quite an appealing so, kind of visual style. Kind of. Then. But it, it's not so much that. It's just that a lot of their cartoons are actually not for kids do you know what I mean they might look like they're for yeah, kids yeah. but then they deal with certain issues and stuff and you're like whoa I wouldn't show this to like anyone younger than like 14 or something like that you know? mm-hmm. um, so yeah I thought you know I'll give you a little bit of an introduction through a franchise that you're aware of Batman yeah, yeah. I've but, heard of him <laughs> yeah but this is a Japanese production about yeah. Batman called Batman Ninja and it is totally japanese like it's yeah i mean it's so it's on netflix i've not really seen any anime stuff that i can recall no or, studio ghibli stuff or no which is kind of like not his own really thing. i was gonna i nearly watched there was like a godzilla movie that was on netflix as well yeah. quite I recently that. it's yeah. okay that okay. I, I was kind of tempted by but i've never really sat down and watched i've seen other animated batman things so i think uh i've seen year one and is it Killing Joke as well? Like yeah. animated kind of versions of them. So I was sort of familiar with that kind of thing. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of... There's part of me that wants to really like it. 
and like you're saying, the the kind of the style of it, and that kind of like Japanese essence, like really appealed. Like I did really enjoy that, and I kind of so like the premise of it is what is Gorilla Grodd that's built this kind of time machine. Yeah, slightly in error, I think it goes wrong anyway. Like it kind of, I think there so, seems yeah. to be this explosion, and basically, yeah, basically Batman and the whole gang are fighting them at Arkham, mm-hmm. or Arkham Asylum. And Gorilla Grodd activates this machine yeah. and they go back to feudal Japan. Yeah. Basically. But there's like a delay. So there's all delay. of Batman's yeah. like enemies end up there two years before him. Yeah. So in that time period, they've established themselves as like lords of these different regions in Japan. Yeah. Um, but Batman does also have like some allies there as well, which he doesn't realize initially. But he's got yeah, exactly. Like, Catwoman's there. Even yeah. Alfred made it. Uh, Robin, yeah, there's Robin, Nightwing, Red Robin, Red Robin. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a few of them there. Um, um, so yeah, so it's like it's kind of Batman trying to find his way, and also realizing that really all the kind of tech stuff that he relies on is sort of redundant. It becomes this kind of journey of like, well, if I master the ways of the samurai, then I can defeat. You know all these baddies. Exactly the ways of the the ninja. Yeah, there's like yeah, a clan yeah. that worship him. The Bat Clan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I said that with quite a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so he he has to kind of basically they have to gather these components so that they can reconstruct Grodd's time machine, right? Yeah. And they can travel back to to Arkham or travel back to Gotham in the present day. Um, so yeah, I kind of. I'm in, I'm in slightly mixed minds about it. It's, it was about an hour and 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. it was quite long. And one of the main things I was having, the story was fine, but I think it was almost like the pacing I found a little weird. So when there was fights and stuff, it was okay. But then I don't know if this is a specifically an anime thing or not, but in the slower kind of scenes, I got a little bit bored. Um, like, I don't know if it would have been better if it was like 45 minutes or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If you'd kind of like half the time or whatever nearly... I don't know if it would have flowed a bit better, but I found the pacing threw me off a little bit. So I'd start to get into it and then just be kind of like, all right, we're kind of sitting about now. Or, oh, it's another fight scene, okay. Like, I, I wasn't quite as caught up in it as I sort of wanted to be, but I did kind of like the visuals of it. Like, that was really cool. So I think in terms of, like, the anime look and if I could find stories that I maybe liked a bit more, um, I might be a bit more on board the visuals kind of change in the middle as well that's a weird section it's kind of watercolors it goes to when i looked away and i was like what's going on what happened like, yeah. yeah um but it's kind of cool but it's very like it's very basic it's kind of yeah. yeah um and was that i'm trying to remember what that, that was to do with that was to the joker, joker was find the joker yeah so there's, yeah there's like this big explosion and then the joker is has lost his uh, memory memory in air quotes yeah um yeah, so it's quite a... And again, that's this whole thing of kind of going, like, stripping things back, isn't it? Going back to basics. So it's almost like if they're stripped of everything, um, you know, it's this very simplistic kind of visuals and stuff. Um, and then we have, like, a mad Power Rangers-style sequence with, like, Megazords at the end, yeah, which is just that's, crazy. that's the bit that went the most... You know, that's when they turned the Japanese factor up to 11 because they... That's, that's the thing that's often, I don't know, like... Kind of giant robots, giant battling robots is quite Japanese, you know. Yeah. Same with like Godzilla, huge monsters, you know. <laughs> but what was nuts 
was the bit like even I was like Jesus when they've got control of Grodd's monkey army mm-hmm. and they create a giant monkey to fight yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I was just, like, just like, like oh my god that's crazy I know I know I kind of like the thing is like the, the little details in it that I liked which were probably kind of similar to saying like Killing Joke and stuff like that was the kind of the Joker trying to play Batman and doing that kind of vulnerability as if he has lost his memory and then seen later on. And kind well, of he actually through. had. Yeah. He he had, he like deceived himself or something. He said, had to right? deceive himself. Yeah. And then they'd got that plant or whatever that knocked him back into yeah. kind yeah. of like. Yeah, that was the one thing that yeah. grown wasn't it, him and Harley. So um, you know, Batman was right to say that he was he had changed. Yeah, he didn't know? have that kind of craziness in his eyes uh-huh. or something. He said, doesn't he? But he should have hung about five minutes later, and they would yeah, they would have seen. Yeah, yeah. Redhead was told to keep an eye on him. He didn't do a very good job. I know. As I soon know. as they left, the Joker was back. Yeah. Um, but it was it was enjoyable. I think it was for me. It was the kind of length of it. If that had been like a lot shorter. And, and maybe that's it. like you're saying as well, though, the whole animated style thing. Maybe it's been slightly conditioned to be like, it's kind of cartoony, it'll be quite short, yeah. like a burst. Um, to me, that was almost like a series of comic books, wasn't it? So it's like what you maybe have in like a dozen comics mm-hmm. shown in, in one thing. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe like an episodic thing would almost work better in a way or, or like for me like yeah it would have maybe worked a bit better but i liked it though i did like it i just wasn't like i wasn't bowled over by it i think i wanted to like it more than i did mm-hmm. and i did get bored a couple of times but i don't think it would put me off anime i think it's maybe just finding it's not it's not like the best example of it but i thought it was like a fairly decent one like i wouldn't re- necessarily recommend the godzilla ones because i thought well i mean don't let me stop you from watching them but there was more slow sequences in there. Like, you I, won't get like a totally, totally action-packed Japanese yeah. film. You know, I've got um, no, I've got no qualm with it. Like, not being, I'm, I, I can hear myself and be like, oh, that sounds like as soon as there's like a dull scene, like, or like a slow scene, I'm thinking mm-hmm. it's boring. I think it's more that the slow scenes have to maybe be meaningful in some. You know, there yeah. has to maybe. So I've, a lot of the times, kind of like there's a slow scene, but it just feels like you need a a, a breather. Yeah. As opposed to it's adding anything. It's like, it's just taking a break. And then, so yeah. But yeah, yeah the Godzilla one looks kind of interesting. So be- yeah, there's two of them now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not too bad. Uh, there's also the Castlevania series, which is oh, based in the yeah. game. Now, I never really played the game, but that's mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I'd recommend that. I think the first season's only like an hour long. It's like six right. episodes, like... I think just over an hour, like twenty minutes each episode. Maybe it's like, just my attention span's terrible, and I need short things to watch. Well, that's quite, that's quite short. I think the second season's a little bit longer, yeah, but yeah. those are twenty-minute episodes. Um, yeah, I like I I liked bits of it, and I liked the the visuals of it. Um, and I ha- like I was saying, I have watched some stuff before. To be fair, when I'm seeing Killing Joke and things, I kind of got a little bored with that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's this the whole animated thing or not, which isn't to say I can't watch animations, but. Maybe it's because it's not like a if it's says not a Pixar, it'd be a hell of a dark Pixar film. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's not there's not maybe the momentum that you get with those kind of films. Um Yeah. It's almost as like windows from like a comic book. Uh-huh. Um and it's like yeah, it's spaced out a little bit. But yeah, I enjoyed it enough that I would watch another, but I'm and, it was, and Batman was a good choice because at least I was familiar with the characters, so I didn't have to learn who anyone was. Exactly. Which was good. Um, and Joker's always good but yeah I, I I, think I'll try another anime but maybe not Batman 
Yes. Well, for next week... See, I'm not sure if this is a good suggestion or not because it plays on a lot of the tropes of anime programs. Is uh, I was going to get you to watch the first couple of episodes of One Punch Man. Okay. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, One Punch Man kind of takes the piss out of these types of shows. Right, okay. Where superheroes and especially uh, Japanese um, shows like this where... You always seem to like be following a warrior or something like that, and then they fight a guy, and then they have to reach like another level of strength and stuff like that to overcome this guy. And it just seems to be perpetually like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That they're always having to go a little bit further, a little bit further. And one punch man kind of turns that on its head that the hero is so powerful mm. that it, he defeats everyone in one punch. <laughs> and. Yeah, the rest of that is just kind of like a comedy like yeah, surrounding yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And yeah, there's the hero. He's he's kind of jaded, actually. He doesn't really like the hero life anymore because he doesn't get a fight out of anyone. Yeah, he, he hits him and he's done. Exactly. Yeah, But it's funny. Oh, actually, that would be interesting. Yeah, 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 no, yeah that yeah. is. It kind of like turns it on its head a little bit. So that's my recommendation for next week. I think they're all on Netflix. Just like the first couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First two or three. I think they're only 20 minutes long. Um, I'm pretty sure once you've seen a couple, you you'll you'll rattle through, it. Yeah. yeah, because it, I really really liked it. See, I kind of like yeah. I, I mean, one of the things I probably watch most often is like sitcoms and stuff, or like kind of like animated things that maybe like Rick and Morty or whatever that kind of style oh, yeah, yeah. where you can proper binge it and you can just watch a ton of episodes back to back. I'm quite content watching something like that where it's quite self-contained and mm-hmm. it's like twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, whatever. So maybe that kind of style of like suit better I think there was just something about this being like kind of movie length that I was just maybe I was clock watching a little bit as well like when's this done mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah yeah and no, I'll give that a try I know what I'm thinking for you next week so you've not seen Inside Number 9 I think you need to watch some of that because I okay, think you'll I'm really like it, it. Yeah. so I've been watching that quite a bit and I hadn't seen it before I only saw the they did a special for Halloween uh, which they did live which was really good yeah is there any specific um there's one that's, see, there's, I don't know whether to give you one that's like the kind of stereotype or there's one that kind of stood out that had, uh, I, know, I can't remember her name, Sheridan Smith in it. Oh, yeah. Which was like really grim, but was really good. Um, I think it's in the second season. It's like, the tw- I can't remember her character's name. It's like the 12 days of, and then her character name. Um, it was really good. Uh, or... Yeah, even just one of the early ones, really. You could probably just watch the first episode and see what you think. But they were, yeah, they were good. Or A Quiet Night In. That one's really good. That's the, I think, the second episode of the first series. But it's just kind of like, it's the, what, Steve Pemberton and... Reese. Yeah, Reese Shearsmith. And it's almost like just kind of grown-up Jack and Ori. Like, it's that kind of, like, 30-minute story. There's normally self-contained. Self-contained. Yeah. There's normally a bit of a kind of horror bent to it, but uh, that's not always the case. But I already know what I'm going to tell you to watch next. Yeah, week, after the week that. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, it's really good. Like I, I'd never seen it before. I saw the Halloween special, um, but I didn't see it live. Like I, I'm gutted I didn't watch it live. So if you ever get around to seeing that, you'll kind of realise why. Because it was this whole thing of like, it looked like the show had broken, and then it was kind of like TV was being taken over. It was really cool, really interesting, but. Um, yeah, I think if you watch some of that, you'll really like it. So, Interesting. So you, yeah, you could maybe watch like A Quiet Night in and the Sheridan Smith one because they're only like 30 minutes each. Okay. Um, I'll write that down. That's your and research. report back. 
Yeah, I think I genuinely think you really like it. It's I found myself binging it because I just got really into it, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, there's like a dark humor in it, but then there's also like quite light things, and yeah, it's cool. And normally, kind of bad people get their comeuppance, which is quite nice. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to it. Sweet, awesome. So two worlds collide. Two worlds collide. Is done over. successful. I think. I think it was good. Uh, Doctor Who got very deep. That was. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. that yeah I know I was then, expecting that more from this section but we'll yeah we'll yeah. see so do you this can be anything this is yeah. uh yeah like a topic for discussion exactly um so I I am swithering between a couple of different things and one thing I'm gonna let yeah I'll say the first thing and then failing that I've got an idea that I think is is just as interesting our topic is just as interesting I was gonna ask what do you think about like not about like businesses or celebrities right but what do you think about people doing like instagram stories and snapchat stories and all these things like do you ever do that do you ever share a story or no see i'm like that and i see people (laughs) sharing these stories and i understand from a business point of view if it was like us or it was you know a company or a brand or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you're giving insight you're giving kind of value to your fans and your followers and stuff mm-hmm. i'm just wondering like what the value is in just like a normal person doing it yeah i mean i don't know i don't follow any normal people apart from maybe you on instagram do you know what i mean yeah everyone else is either like a fitness model <laughs> or like the rock yeah uh or like National Geographic or some sort of like travel thing. Yeah, you know they're I mean? all they're all kind of entertainment now, things. Exactly. Well, the fitness model is just hot birds that are hot and can make money off it. I, yeah. I've you a know, different kind totally of entertainment. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're just. I get it. I get it. They they have an asset and they are marketing that asset. Totally yeah. fine. When it's just like an average Joe, one of your mates, who's not really. So you're asking me why do people do it? I get yeah, I guess in a way because in a way I want to understand right. So I know quite a few people who will add to their story all the time, and I get question like why I don't. Or, and it's not because there's there's anything wrong with doing it. I don't. It's just more I don't have that same impetus to be like I need to share with people what I've done just there. Um, so this morning I went for breakfast and then I took the dog out and then I did, you know, I, I don't know who, I don't get it. It's kind of my point. Like I don't quite grasp it. And I'm sure that for some people, maybe their, their family and their friends like seeing all that, but I just don't quite understand it. Yeah. I don't really get it either. I suppose it's, although t- to be fair, like I do, I mean, I, I've not done it for a while actually, but I do share some pictures and stuff on Instagram and it's only if I think it's like nice or something. But yeah, I I mean, does it does it go back to just like I don't share anything on Facebook either. I never do a status update or share a thought or anything like that on Facebook because no. I can't be bothered. And it's like I don't like I don't know if I wonder if it's like an age thing. I do people need to, to hear this? What, well, yeah. Do, do, do I need to like? Can I just have the thought? Yeah. And just 
get on with my life or or chat with someone in person yeah or actually say it like oh yeah have a have a real you know social interaction or do i need to bother not necessarily bother but do i need to broadcast this to the hundred or whatever so people it is is, that follow me this is what i mean who is it for because the overriding sense i get is it's just for the person that's sharing it yeah don't think that anyone there will be some people who will be interested in it, but it just feels like it's almost like giving yourself a little bit of celebrity status for short times. Like, people will be interested in what I am doing. Well, I think maybe it's kind of like the... I mean, I don't even know how it works. See, when you do an Instagram story, mm-hmm. do you see any metrics on that? Like, however... Do, can you even like a story? I think there's options to, like, kind of comment on stuff. Right. Like, but yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, again, I'm not massively sure because I don't normally do it. Or like, like you, it'll be like a celebrity or someone, or like a uh-huh. racing team or something like that that I'll be looking at their stories. But yeah, I mean, I used to. I was gonna say, I wonder if it's an age thing because I used to probably share more on Facebook. Now I don't bother with it at all. I don't think I ever share anything on it. Um, but I probably used to feel the need to kind of share updates when things happened. If there was like an event or like, oh, I was just at this gig, and you might be like. I don't feel it so much now, so I don't know if that is like a, something's kind of shifted. I will put stuff maybe on Instagram now and again, often because it means I can get better filters for the photos. And I'm like, oh, okay, someone might like that. Um, or when it was like our wedding stuff and honeymoon and things, like people sure. had said, oh, you need to show us some photos. So it's like, oh, well, you can go and you can look at that. And there was like a selection of like 10 photos that they could have a look at. Um but yeah, it's, it's more the, it's specifically the stories thing. I've not really got so much of an issue with like sharing pictures from a holiday or like pictures of the dog or whatever. I, like, I do that now and again. It's more the stories thing I get confused by because I just, I just don't get it. And I also, I wonder if it's like a gendered thing not to, to, to like go back to some of the stuff from the doctor thing. But I don't know if it's like, is it like a more kind of female thing to do or is it because most of the ones I see, it's not like guy friends that do it. But that's not to say that guys don't post a lot of stories as my friends tend not to mm-hmm. no but I then think, a lot of holly's friends will you know i think there are certain i think yeah i think it, it will be more women i think i was actually watching a video earlier today about a guy talking about the rise in suicides for women in america and it is pretty much attributed to uh social media and the comparison women especially comparing themselves to other people people on social media and i think it's like they're trying to get validation for their life you know because maybe they're not getting it in their real life so they're trying to get it on social media you know whether it's through likes or views or whatever the fuck however they're gonna measure that kind of thing you know and it's uh yeah so there's a potentially almost like therapeutic value to it in a sense of it's sort of not therapy that's maybe too strong a sense no, no, I know what you mean though. a comfort it's, of like people yeah, being well, it's interested like a, uh-huh. in it. it's like it, it's a self-validation it's like I mean something or I'm yeah. doing well or you know you're not there maybe they're not necessarily just comfortable with knowing that themselves maybe you and I have that sorted where it's just like I mean to be honest I really couldn't give a shit about what anyone else thinks about what I'm doing with yeah. my life you know yeah, maybe I'm too far the other way of thinking, like, no one's going to care why. Well, I, 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 always, I think that too. You yeah. know, I, I remember from, from ever since I was on Facebook, I always had this weird dilemma where I don't want to share anything, 
because it's too boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then if you have something that's exciting enough to share, I don't want to share that either because it looks like you're bragging. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you've gone on a holiday yeah, yeah, yeah. or you've got something cool or whatever, then you're bragging. Yeah. But if it's not brag worthy, then you're boring. So it's, there's not, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a life there's of nothing, extremes. There, yeah. yeah, exactly. There's nothing else there. Yeah. Unless something is just purely, maybe if it's just purely funny. So if it's just like, not even involving you or you've just seen like something funny yeah, or it's yeah, like yeah. a funny video or whatever. I would say, but yeah, yeah, in terms of like Facebook stuff, that's probably the only thing I do where I would tag like, if it was like a funny F1 thing or something like you that. You tag someone I in. I might tag someone in. Sure. It. Or, so I probably, that's probably like the only thing I use it for now. Mm-hmm. I'm not massively interested in what other people are doing. No, no way. Which sounds like. If they're not famous or a smoking hot fitness model or like. <laughs> that's literally how you measure everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> or like a close friend because we all have Facebook friends. Yeah, who we've not seen in like who, 10 years. Yeah, we might not even recognize or even. I don't know. I, I often have like a test of whether I'm going to delete someone from Facebook. I mean, I've not gone on Facebook for so long that I, I, I've kind of binned it. I don't really care about it anymore. But yeah. I used to have a thing where if you wouldn't cross the road to speak to someone, yeah, then they shouldn't be on your Friend. list. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, I get that. Like there's a lot of people on Facebook that I think I would... If I saw I was on the same train or bus as them, I would actively try not to have that awkward stop and chat. You know, like, hey, try and hide. <laughs> oh, what have you been up to? Oh, cool. I'm doing yeah. this and this. Just like, oh, this is my stop. It's not your stop. Yeah. It's nowhere near your stop. You just want to get the hell <laughs> no, off the bus. wait for half an hour for <laughs> yeah. the next bus. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Basically, I think people do it in a weird way to validate themselves. Maybe they're insecure and they want to show how wonderful their life is, you know, or yeah. they want some sort of validation from people with likes or comments or however the hell it goes kind of thing. Because, you, yeah, you see that. Like, we've got some friends, and you'll see they'll post pictures. And I don't think that it's necessarily why they're posting it. But you'll get people saying, like, oh, you look stunning in this picture, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And... Oh, that, that feels good. Well, oh. that, that can be like, it can be like a nice thing to say, but then you, yeah, the cynical part of you questions is that why they put that photo on? Because they want, like, just as you're saying, they want that yeah. validation. That's why they've shared that. They're almost like waiting for people to say it. But then people can almost go too far where it's like, you're praise, you're heaping too much praise on this person. Like, it's a very nice picture, but, you know, they're not like the second coming. Yeah. Like, you don't need to... You should comment that whenever you see that. It's like, all right, steady on. It's, it's okay. <laughs> they look quite nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it can be like heaped praise where it's almost like, when you're saying about the suicide stuff and things like that, it's like, it's mm. almost like so far the other way. So someone from the outside... You're enabling them. Yeah. It might be like, oh my God, that's like so much praise that person's getting because their life is so together and they look so great and blah, blah, blah. When in actuality, it's, someone's just shared a photo, like a quite nice photo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stories thing, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way, of it being maybe more... I was being cynical. I was thinking of it as being quite a self-serving thing of just like, almost like the bragging thing, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. look look what I'm up to. People care what I'm up to. Whereas, yeah. yeah, maybe there is an element of like, actually, it's just a bit of validation as well which isn't so it's still self-serving but in like a slightly nicer way yeah it's still kind of sad whatever way you look at it I mean 
I don't know, like I'm more lazy for social media anyway. Like I'd rather just, you, you know, when you go to a concert and you see people like filming the whole thing yeah, and it's just like, yeah, just uh, be there. Just, just be there. Yeah. I mean, like I'll occasionally take like one picture if the lights are cool, like a yeah. picture. I wouldn't video any of it because what are you going to do listening I back know. to the shitty microphone? Yeah. Listen how good this one. Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> No, I know, I know. It's like it's that kind of. I suppose so. That's the same with like commodities and stuff. Anyway, in general, listen. That's why you buy things. You buy things to like surround yourself with stuff that makes you happy and makes you feel less like isolated or like yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's all these things. So it's just another thing to kind of yeah. fill that gap. Which isn't to say you've not gotten people around you who care for you and respect you and all that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, we had just you saying that there about tank folks. We had, that was it. My other potential topic was we were at a wedding on Saturday, and uh, the celebrant had to say, "Look, nobody take photos during the ceremony. Nobody post photos before the bride and groom share photos." Um, and we'd had the same thing at our wedding, and yet people still posted some stuff. And it's like I don't really. It didn't. Did bo- they say post? I I, I remember. Someone said, don't take pictures during the ceremony. Don't take pictures. Don't share anything until... Oh, like, I, didn't, I, yeah. I, I didn't catch the share thing. But, but equally, I mean, to see it, be honest, we didn't care. But I guess my my point with that is almost like, why why is there like that urgency to go and share? Like, just be in the room and enjoy it. Like, And then if you want to share something the next day, like we put some photos on the next day, that's fine. And like lots of people, like most people were absolutely fine. Like... And to be honest, it was probably more photos of them and their outfits and stuff. It was nothing bad. But I just mean that, like, impetus is like, oh, I need to go and share right away. I don't get where that comes from. Or like you're saying at a gig, you know, just be in the room and enjoy it. Like, don't... It's almost hassle for me to go into the Instagram app and pick out the picture and crop it and do this and do that. Yeah, and put your filter like, on. And, yeah. It's just like, but it's, it's bothered. It's such a detached way of living. Like, you're never really enjoying things yourself, you know? Yeah. And it's the same with, like, you, you know, just like you're saying, looking at those kind of images and stuff, there's some, like, some friends of ours who, it looks on the surface like they're having, like, the best life, you know, of like, oh, they're going to all these things, she all these photos and stuff. But equally, when you when you're there with them a big chunk of their time is taking photos yeah like it's not actually being in the room and enjoying the people you're with and enjoying you know watching a movie or being at an event or whatever it might be it's like Uh it's such an insular that's so the stories is kind of part of that i guess yeah but i mean i think i think you know people can be creative and stuff like that it's fine to take a photo to remember the the experience I think it's it's all about balance really isn't it it's not losing touch with like being at the thing isn't it like you can still you still want to enjoy a moment as opposed to document it and remember it but the memory's like made up (laughs) (laughs) because you weren't really in the room Um, but yeah okay so that was my question on stories that was a good one actually I'm kind of worried about mine now yours is going to be a bit like cheese or something no, God, that's, that's, a good I, I that's a good idea. Next week, yeah, on the cheese cast, yeah, <laughs> cheese thoughts, yeah, uh, Brie. Okay, I had a couple here. I had a kind of like quite deep one, but I think we've had a lot of depth this episode. Yeah. So I'm gonna you table go that. I'm gonna yeah. table that, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. This is 
time travel. Okay, I'm going to give you two locations that okay. you can go to, or eras, whatever it is. Only okay. backwards, right? Right, okay. And, yeah, I guess... Yeah, okay, we're going to start off with that, and then I'm going to throw some kind of, like, <laughs> alternate scenarios for you. Okay. Basically. Is this inspired by Doctor? Is this where this has come from? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Okay. So what two eras could you go to? Would you go to? If I can choose, like, anything. You can choose any. And you can go to specific points, like, if you want to see the Sermon on the Mount, or you want to see dinosaurs, or, yeah. you know, ancient Greece. Hmm. I would like to be in the 60s at some point. I think that would be kind of cool. Like, but that a lot of that's pop culture. So are things like, you know, I could see all this missing, like, Doctor Who episodes. That'd be nice. Um... Or like, you know, being there when there's like the moon landing or something like that. I think some kind of like event mm. would be kind of cool to see instead of seeing well, it at on a the distance. Moon. Yeah, on the moon. I'm the one that's filming, Neil. Um, no, but you know what I mean? Like those kind of like yeah. big events like that are like, you know. First Man really got me with that. Like the kind of, I think the only thing that was came close for our, our generation would maybe be 9-11, which isn't very, you know. It's, it's not, not quite it's a not celebratory. No, 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 not at all. Um, yeah, no, but I like it would. Yeah, I know what you mean. It'd be amazing to be part of that. Like when yeah. that's happening, like holy shit, you know. Yeah, like looking up and be like, "There's actually like someone on that," which yeah. is crazy. Like, but yeah, so, some, or where they, or where they, yeah, <laughs> more conspiracy things. Yeah, no, there's some something like that would be kind of cool. I would like something like that, and like I say, you know, I could maybe stop them in a lot of Doctor Who episodes because that upsets me, um, and then maybe. Hmm, yeah, because, I mean, I'd like to see dinosaurs, but equally, I don't want to die. Um... Okay, so in this scenario, then, because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't given you the rules of the time oh, right, travel okay, okay, okay. So you think you are boots on the ground, walking around, like, interacting. Which, yeah, I assume yeah. not right, so is that not... So, no, I wanted to know if that changed anything, basically, because, yeah, you can have that version. Okay, say I'm going to drop you in there for an hour, mm-hmm. right... And people are going to be able to see you and stuff like that. The, yeah. the, the other one would be you're like a floating bubble observer kind yeah. of thing. So you are just observing what it's like. You're not, you can't be eaten or, you know, killed or anything like that. You know, you're just. Yeah, you're just there. Yeah, you're just there looking. Would that change where you would go? Um, I guess you could take on more dangerous things like, mm-hmm. like dinosaurs or you know, seeing... The thing is, I don't really want to see battles or see anything that's, like, quite grim. I want to go to somewhere, like, happy. Um, that's the thing, though. I think, like... Most of history is filled by tragedy. History is, like, <laughs> horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like the moon landing is, like, a good choice of, like... Not for, for the bubble one, but for the other one, at least, because it's, like... It's something quite celebratory. Or, you know, like, if there was, like, a performance, I don't know, but, like, a band or something like that, you know? Right, like something. I'd rather always Hendrix be like, at Woodstock. Or something yeah, like that. something yeah. that's like positive. That's like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to see that. Um, I can't think of anything like further back that I'm like, oh, I would definitely. That would have been like amazing. All right, my things were, and this is floating bubble observer type stuff. Mm. So it would be dinosaurs. Okay. Whenever like the Cretaceous period, I think whatever the biggest ones were, because I want to see. Yeah, what it's actually. Like. Yeah, I want to see. What the, the the big bulky ones, you know? 
Oh, there's a big bulky one. Exactly. <laughs> the biggest you've got, please. Yeah. Um, and I would also maybe want to see like ancient Egypt at its prime. So like just when the pyramids were finished. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like see yeah. them brand new. Yeah. And see all that. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, but again, that's floating cool. bubble stuff. Yeah, because I mean, seeing like Rome or something at its peak would be like yeah. interesting, like Roman Empire, or whatever. Yeah. But you would definitely want to have the bubble. <laughs> exactly. I think you I mean, would you be could all right. Bit, I think you'd but... be all right in the cities. You yeah. wouldn't be wanting, like you're saying, I wouldn't want to be in any battlefields or anything like that. Um. I know. I'm trying to think if there's anything that was like there's always been a question mark over what happens. You can find out what happened. But I can't think of enough yeah. off the top of my head. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's how I get, it went. Well, down. maybe like seeing JFK get assassinated like if you were yeah, floating in a like, bubble over yeah. the car and you're like looking out at the grassy knoll or whatever yeah so it wasn't just Lee Harvey Oswald or whatever uh-huh. it was. Yeah. yeah trying to ah, figure exactly. that out um, maybe like I mean some people think that like Hitler's still alive I read maybe, that, yeah, like, it was Argentina like, or something yeah. wasn't it? I think he went to I read something like that quite recently and they were I mean they were really convinced that whoever was well I mean there's was... there's tons in the in the Andes I think in Chile and Argentina there's tons of towns that are totally Germanic like, yeah. because like loads of Nazis went over there yeah. um, at the end of the war like they, they speak German there they look German they've got yeah. like the typical kind of like Alpine you know kind of yeah so maybe seeing something like that yeah, find out why. So, yeah, because were they not saying, was it, yeah, Hitler and uh, Eva Braun or whatever their bodies, or was, was it not like, there's a thing that I'd read that was basically it suggests their bodies were burned or something like that. But uh-huh. the, the temperature that's not feasible that they could have been turned to ash, whatever it was. Well, I think it was it not supposed to be that they killed themselves and then the driver, Hitler's driver, burned their bodies yeah. or something. But they were saying that the remains that were supposedly like left yeah. would not have been feasible. In terms I don't, of temperature, yeah. that was what I was reading like recently. I'm not sure, but, but was it not the Russians anyway that got to the bunker yeah. before the Americans? Um, but yeah, okay, I, yeah, now, something positive mostly. Okay, be. but if you were to change it up and you were mm. your boots on the ground, you're interacting with people. Yeah, would, and say so you can't change the timeline either. Yeah, so nothing I do will have like an effect. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, to be honest, I would still, I mean, you've seen like Hendrix or something or like, you know, going and seeing Led Zeppelin or going and seeing like Queen or something or, you know what I mean? I would be more... Oh, yeah, going to be like, going to, what was it? Uh, band Aid? Yeah, like Live Aid. Yeah. Band Aid, that's a plaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like going to Live Aid or something, like something like that. I'd rather be something that's like really positive and like... What about like going back to the Victorian era and maybe showing someone your phone and freaking them out? <laughs> Witchcraft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's reminding me. There's another episode inside number nine where there's a witch in it that you need to watch. Um, uh, yeah, I mean something that could be kind of. I suppose seeing like some of the industrial like revolution stuff. Yeah, I was thinking like, like imagine cool. seeing the Titanic getting launched or yeah. something like that. You know, or being on the Titanic like. When it's saying your bubble, and then just yeah. pissing off in your bubble. You <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I know there's probably like loads of like feats of mankind that it's like that would be amazing to see. Mm-hmm. But I can't necessarily think off the top of my head. But yeah, I I think normally kind of positive things or mine are all quite kind of pop culture things in a way. Yeah, you're not going back far enough for me. I know, in a way, I'm not really taking advantage yeah. of this at all. What about going back and seeing what all the fuss was about with Jesus? 
You know what I mean? Asking him, what's all the fuss about? Like, yeah, yeah, or just like, I don't know, if you could go back when he's like supposedly meant to perform a miracle and just say, he didn't yeah. do it. Or, oh my God, he, he did. did. Yeah. yeah. I know, that's, yeah, something that would be kind of interesting. But then it would feel like, how would that go down? What would you do with that information when you came back? So say he, he didn't do any of those things, would you come and try and disprove people's faith? Or mm. equally, if he did do it, would you try and convert those that don't believe? Like, oh, then again, well, I mean, in that scenario, then I'm the only person with the technology to time travel. In my, in so my reality, kind of this is like a travel agent, you know what I mean? So you've just gone and you've purchased See, a ticket kind of thing. That's like, the, I'm sure in the Big Bang Theory, there was a thing where they spoke about having a time machine and I can't remember who it was, is it like Alexander Graham Bell or something, whatever, invented the telephone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one of them said, I want to go back and see that. And Sheldon's kind of like, no, but I want to go and see that. We can't all be in the room at the same time, like as if like all these people are observing it. So yeah, you'd have to have the rule that only one person can use it at a time or something or they can only go to that period it has to yeah you can have like everyone so i could ruin christianity for everyone but surely someone someone else else, could go and check well yeah surely (laughs) i'm sure someone else could they could just go back like to an earlier period or like a later period in his life or something um i'm not sure if i would at this point because at this point like christianity's done like a lot of the damage so yeah maybe all religions have done a lot of damage no no i know but like the it's had its heyday like back in the inquisition and stuff like that you know where it really did some damage it's kind of i think it's so bad now but yeah i don't think i would ruin it for people i don't think i could do that yeah it's like a weird burden that would be interesting though it's like telling a kid that santa isn't real you're yeah. just like, you mean oh, he's not real? <laughs> let him figure it out. Just kidding, kids. Yeah, 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 totally yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. It's like, there's almost nothing to be, like, if you did know, though, there's almost nothing to be gained because the disbelievers would still disbelieve if he if he was and the believers would still believe even if he wasn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of... Yeah, no... they'd maybe find, like, a workaround. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like any, it's like the conspiracy theory stuff anyway, isn't it? It's like, there's always flat earthers. There's a workaround. <laughs> Oh no, Jesus! It's that's another topic. That's, oh, that's a, that, yeah. So topic for another time. But uh, I think we've handled that quite well. I think so. I think that was an all right inaugural episode for uh, this podcast. I mean, no one might ever hear this. This might just be yeah, might just be me and you. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, no, I think that was that was good. So what we'll maybe do then, if we do one next week, so I've set you inside number nine. You've got I'm going to, yeah, we're going to speak about inside number nine. Um, you are going to check out One Punch Man. Yeah. Uh, we're both going to, I assume, consume some more entertainment. We'll have another kind of entertainment roundup. And, and then have our thoughts back on that. And yeah, another topic or two for discussion. Yeah, another, uh, yeah. That needs like a cool name. We need to come up with a cool name for that. A topic or two. Yeah. A topic or two for discussion, yeah. We'll, um, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this is still a work in progress, but... Uh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't sure we'd be able to speak for this long. I don't know whether a listener is still listening for this long. I know. We've gone... It's coming up in an hour and three quarters now. Jesus. Okay, so let's let's wrap this up as if okay. it was a real thing. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe there would be like a... Thank you to uh, yeah Squarespace for bringing this episode to you. Yeah, we yeah. also want to thank uh, 
Oh, a mattress company, Casper or Lisa Mattresses. I think they... Uh... I want to thank Bose for the headphones oh, they gave us. Oh, those bloody headphones. I love yeah, them. Yeah, those QC35 comfort headphones. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing stuff. Can't even hear myself think when yeah. I put them on. And uh, yeah, and I guess if you're listening to this and you've legitimately got it off a podcast provider, I don't know, Google Play or uh, the... What is it on Apple now? Is it the iTunes? I think it's is on it iTunes. I think it's is on it? a, There's like the podcast. I think it's on iTunes. There's the podcast it? app kind the of thing. I know it's app, like yeah. a separate thing. Yeah, please review us on that. Yeah. Only five stars, please, even yeah. if you don't like it. And uh, Your written review doesn't need to be that long. You can just, you no, know, a couple just, of paragraphs. Uh, just, <laughs> you, you put in your five stars, you say, you know. Good. Phil, it, it was good. Yeah. 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 Phil sounds great. Care not so much. And care, well, care also sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of praise I'm looking for in my Instagram stories. Um. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, tune in next week uh, for some more nonsense and, chat. And hit subscribe. Yes, yeah, do that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was all right. <laughs>